0: Hello Americans, hello South Dakotans Welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show Aiming to keep America, its citizens and minds free Now here's your host, Daryl Root
1: Welcome long-time listeners and anyone that may be new to this podcast. This is the Dakota Rustler Show. I am Daryl Rutt, your host, and this show promotes freedom, limited government, and self-reliance, not dependent on socialist schemes. If you like this show, please remember to subscribe and share. Today's topic is Biden's attack on energy. In this case, specifically Enbridge Energy's Line 5 pipeline that runs across the state of Michigan. What exactly is it? Uh, Let me fill you in. Enbridge Energy's Line 5 pipeline was built in 1953 and extends for 645 miles across the state of Michigan line five which is part of enbridge's lakehead system actually begins in superior wisconsin and ends in sarnia canada which is just across the border the pipeline is a single 30 inch diameter pipe except for the section that crosses the straits of mackinac that four and a half mile section is two separate pipelines each 20 inches in diameter that lie on the lake bottom. The pipelines route through the straits is within an easement issued in 1953 by the state of Michigan. The easement authorized Lakehead Pipeline Company Incorporated, which eventually became Enbridge Energy Limited Partnership to construct, lay and maintain pipelines over through, under, and upon certain lake bottom lands for the purpose of transporting petroleum and other products. That was a big sentence there. Line 5 transports up to 540,000 barrels a day, which is close to 23 million gallons of light crude oil and natural gas liquids, according to Enbridge. What percentage is that? Well, the U.S. uses about 20 million barrels per day, so Line 5 is the equivalent of about 3% of total usage. That doesn't sound like much, but under normal circumstances, and under normal circumstances, it probably isn't. But when we're in a gasoline price crunch and OPEC isn't conceding to Biden's begging to produce more, why would we want to shut down any source of energy? In addition... Why would Mr. Greeny-lover Biden, who hates fossil fuel usage, beg OPEC to pump out more while restricting it here in the U.S.? Once again, as I've said many times, he's nothing more than a puppet of the hypocritical left-wing economic ignorant. But back to the facts. Some Michigan drilling companies use Line 5 to transport the oil they produce. That product is then introduced into the pipeline at Lewiston, Michigan. Some of the natural gas liquids are refined into propane and used in the Upper Peninsula, while other products are routed for processing at oil refineries in Detroit, Michigan and Toledo, Ohio. The remainder crosses the St. Clair River for processing in Sarnia in Ontario, Canada. As you can see, many areas are reliant on this pipeline for energy and jobs. While shutting it down would be a blow to many, the Upper Peninsula supposedly, with a lower income than the rest of Michigan, it would even be a greater blow to them. So why all the concern in the first place? Well, it comes down to an oil spill by the same company at another location in Michigan 11 years ago. However, before I get into the details of that, Ask yourself this, if Ford has a recall due to something faulty, do we ban Ford from manufacturing vehicles at a particular plant, or do we fix it and move on? Keep that in mind as I proceed. In 2010, about 21,000 barrels of heavy crude oil spilled in a tributary of the Kalamazoo River near Marshall from a line owned by the aforementioned Enbridge Energy. As a result of the Kalamazoo River Spill, one of the largest inland spills in U.S. history, by the way, the state and Enbridge in May of 2015 entered into a $75 million consent judgment. That was filed in July 2016 with a consent decree between Enbridge and the federal government to resolve claims related to the Marshall Spill. Enbridge agreed to pay $110 million on spill prevention and pipeline operations in the Great Lakes region and also a $61 million fine. Cleanup efforts are ongoing and are estimated at more than $1 billion. As I said, let's fix it and move on. It seems as if they are doing so. However, the spill prompted increased attention and focus on the potential potential ecological and economic damage that could occur if Line 5 pipeline running beneath the Straits of Mackinac failed. Notice that I said potential. There are systems in place to address these possible yet hypothetical situations. Even if somewhat likely, would you rather have trains and trucks transporting all this oil and having it possibly spill in the middle of a town or a city where damage would be more direct? Yes, the spills would be much smaller, but they would also be far more numerous. The Marshall Pipeline spill led to the creation of the Michigan Petroleum Pipeline Task Force with the mandate to take a closer look at pipelines transporting petroleum products around the state, and specifically Line 5. That sounds like a good idea, right? One recommendation in the task force final report was to create the Pipeline Safety Advisory Board, which would review and recommend actions for the state to ensure the safety, the upkeep, and the transparency of issues related to the network of more than 3,400 miles of petroleum and hazardous pipelines in Michigan. It also was charged with advising state agencies on matters related to pipeline routing, construction, operation, and maintenance, and with helping Michigan to better understand the risk, the benefits, and alternatives to pipelines. Once again, so far, so good, right? The Pipeline Safety Advisory Board oversaw two independent analyses of Line 5, alternatives analysis was to look at the feasibility of other forms of transportation and to handle the same amount of product that moves through line five, assuming the trucks and trains I mentioned earlier, and a risk analysis of the potential financial impact of a worst case spill to determine the final assurance amount as required under the 1953 easement. The alternatives report was submitted in June of 2017, while the risk analysis was completed in August of 2018, about a year apart. What did they conclude, you ask? As for alternatives, they didn't conclude anything. However, during that time, Enbridge alerted the state. Did you catch that? Enbridge alerted the state, not the other way around to gaps in the protective coating on the pipeline in the Straits. The information was revealed as part of Enbridge's permit application to the Department of Environmental Quality, now known as Department of the Environment, Great Lakes and Energy, or Eagle, to install additional anchor screws to secure portions of the pipeline to the lake bed in the Straits. In April 2018, Line 5 in the Straits was damaged by a boat anchor that was dragged along the lake bottom. A dragging anchor, my friends, is not the energy company's fault. The anchor caused three dents to the pipeline. Two on the western segment and one on the eastern segment. Notice that I also said dents, not breaks. They are two completely different things. The fact that the pipeline held up the damage and was just dented is a good sign, not a bad sign. However, That raised concerns about the vulnerability of the pipeline to another anchor strike. The strike led to the state of Michigan declaring a portion of the straits a no-anchor zone. And the subsequent approval by the United States Coast Guard of a regulated navigation area in the straits where boats and ships can, only under certain circumstances or during an emergency, drop their anchor. Again, a good thing. It's being worked on. It's being fixed. In November 2017, the state of Michigan announced an agreement with Enbridge, known as the First Agreement, to compel the company to add protections for the Straits of Mackinac and the Great Lakes. The agreement called for Enbridge to fix gaps in Line 5's protective coating and to undertake a study of three alternatives to replace the pipelines in the Straits a tunnel, horizontal direction or directional drilling, were a trench with secondary containment so the alternatives were not transportation related as i thought just delivery tweaks once again however the situation is being addressed and fixed so why the desire to shut it down well i'll continue with the story and answer that question after the break
0: If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around $33, depending on your state sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at Campbridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and/or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Let's continue. The first agreement also called for Enbridge to replace the portion of Line 5 that crosses beneath the St. Clair River with horizontal directional drilling. Temporarily shut down Line 5 during periods of sustained adverse weather conditions in the straits. Implement additional underwater technologies to better monitor the pipeline beneath the straits. Implement measures to mitigate a potential vessel anchor strike. Evaluate Line 5 water crossing in Michigan and... Implement measures to minimize the likelihood of an oil spill at these locations and, yeah, there's more, and increase transparency through regular communication with the Straits. In other words, a slew of recommendations to take care of any dangers real or per- simply perceived. Less than a year later, in October 2018, the s- state and Enbridge announced a second agreement that calls for construction of a utility tunnel beneath the straits to house a new section of Line 5 and permanently shut down the current segment. The agreement called for Enbridge to negotiate a public-private partnership agreement with the Mackinac Bridge Authority, for Enbridge to fund the construction of a tunnel. Total cost of the tunnel is estimated to be 500 million. The second agreement also Added safety enhancements along the entire length of the Line 5 petroleum pipeline crossing the state, such as providing a radar system to track wave heights in the straits, to inform if weather conditions require the pipeline to be temporarily shut down, install cameras to monitor boat traffic to make sure none is dragging its anchor through the straits, which it's not supposed to be doing. Guarantee Enbridge can make available up to $1.8 billion available for cleanup should a spill occur. Require immediate additional safety measures at 13 Priority Line 5 water crossings across the state. And permanently banning the transport of heavy crude oil through the pipeline. In other words, even more ceaseless red tape to be to supposedly prevent danger again, real or perceived. So, red tape after red tape. Besides the legislation, a third agreement was signed that carries forward provisions of two previous agreements with the company. Under the agreement, Enbridge will undertake the enhanced inspection and stewardesship regimen. The agreement also includes interpretations of the 1953 easement for the dual pipelines on the bottom of the Straits, as well as ongoing financial assurance requirements for the pipelines. So all is solved, right? Well, not so fast. All these measures, red tape and fear factor, aren't enough to satisfy the wacko extremists of the left-wing environmental jihadist. A new administration took office in January 2019 with both Governor Retchen Whitmer, the commie pinko fascist pig that she is, just just ask any missioner who lost their job to her mandatory shutdowns, and Attorney General Dana Nessel, saying publicly that they opposed the continued operation of Line 5 within the Straits of Mackinac. And her two lawsuits one of which is still active. One lawsuit involves a law that was passed by the Michigan legislature in December of 2018, after all the previous agreements, hence a likely post-facto law which is unconstitutional, which created the Mackinac Straits Corridor Authority and authorized to enter into the tunnel agreement with Enbridge to build a new tunnel which would be owned by the authority. In other words, a socialist government takeover. In response to questions raised by the governor, the attorney general issued a formal legal opinion that the legislation previously agreed to was not properly enacted under Michigan's constitution and should be considered void. Enbridge challenged that ruling. The lower court ruled that it had been properly enacted and that the agreements entered into pursuant to the law between the state and Enbridge were valid. That decision was recently affirmed by the Michigan Court of Appeals and not appealed to the Michigan Supreme Court. The second suit was brought in June of 2019 by the Attorney General against Enbridge seeking to void Enbridge's use of the 1953 Line 5 easement and its current use of existing dual pipelines in the Straits. Their decisions have been reached in that proceeding at this time. So, the commie governor and attorney general lost their first case and in my opinion should lose the second case also. They are trying to void a perfectly legal agreement from almost 70 years ago all in the name of environmental fascism. Anyone who knows me well or has listened to me long term knows that I love the environment and I want to protect it as reasonably as possible. I've been to numerous national parks from Hawaii to Alaska and from Maine to, Ho- yeah, from Florida to Alaska and Maine to Hawaii. I can talk. I have camped and hiked in many of them, and also in many state parks. I've taken short cruises, owned a motorboat in the past, and I still own a canoe. And I also love the beauty of the waters. It's just so beautiful when you're out there in a nice, quiet lake. I've been to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. I've crossed over the Mackinac Strait. Prior to COVID, I had plans to revisit the area. I still do have plans at some future date. I want these areas protected as much as anyone else does. What I don't want, however, is to shut things down based on fear of environmental disasters, most of which will never happen perhaps all of these idiots that claim to hate fossil fuels should quit flying in planes and quit driving their cars even evs as most of them are recharged via power plants that burn what fossil fuels they're just moving pollution from one place to another not actually reducing it maybe they should turn off the natural gas to their homes and quit buying fuel oil Ever wonder how Greta Thunberg's parents heat her house in winter? Scandinavian countries don't have much sunshine in winter, and wind doesn't put out enough BTUs for large-scale heating, Eh, but what do I know? Maybe they just huddle real close under a bear skin for six months. Point is, Biden the puppet said he wouldn't increase taxes on the poor. It tax and spend policies as well as covid policies both of which the gop was also a part of they're certainly not blameless you know the gop's been in it too they've created inflation and shortages which we haven't seen in almost 40 years inflation is a tax on the poor as well as those on fixed incomes usually the elderly Various budget analysts have stated that Democratic policies will cost low-income people money. I've stated it most of my adult life. Democratic politicians politicians are economic idiots, and so are many Republican politicians. The result? Honest Democrat, Republican, and Libertarian citizens like you and I just trying to make an honest living by working and supporting families gets screwed. Your government is working, but not to help you. It's time to revolt. Enough is enough. Our forefathers took up arms because that was the last choice of those who found themselves enslaved to a king. My guess is, it still is. And with that, I conclude another episode of the Dakota Rustler Show. Don't forget to subscribe and share. Till next time, question authority and always be free.
0: Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of D.L. Root. All rights reserved by D.L. Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information.